Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 138, and I'm going to tell you about the intensive. And then we're going to talk about John chapter 12 and keep marching through the book of John. But let's go ahead and pray. And also, I'm going to give you an opportunity to buy this hat that I'm wearing. For those that are viewing on Gab, you'll be able to see that. And for those who aren't, I'll tell you about it. But let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we need wisdom, direction. We always do. We thank you for this morning. It's just a privilege to be able to wake up another morning and we get to sip on our coffee. We get to go to work or spend time with our family, whatever it is that we're doing today. God, I thank you that we have another day to live and help us to live for your glory and honor. We want to love you and honor you today and and take care of people around us. Lead us in all that we do. We trust God that you're going to do that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I hope you are doing well. I hope you had a great weekend. There's been a lot that's happened over the last week. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's been a lot that's happened over the last week. I want to tell you about it. We went down to Eminence, Missouri last week, and we had a group of 22 men was the final count. We had around 30, and then people had to drop off in the last minute, and we ended up with 22, and it was a really great group of guys from all over the place. We had Bill Anderson from Virginia. We had Riley Voth, who runs this website and many other websites. Shout out to Riley. My good buddy who came up, and he and Margo were, uh, Margo crashed at our house. Well, Riley was up here, and then we got to hang out with them for several days, and it was a lot of fun. But he came from Oklahoma. Uh, we had the Missouri crew that came, and then just people from all over the state of Illinois. And my goodness, it was fun. This is the third annual intensive, and really after the first two years of working out some of the details, we got this thing I think pretty good, and there wasn't as many stories. Mark Mark Goldman was telling me, you know, we don't have as many stories as last year because last year, if you haven't heard, we almost lost about seven men due to the raging river. This year, everything went smooth. I mean, everything was really good. We had some really great conversations around the fire. We got to even do some self-defense training. Lane Harrison taught on God and government. I forgot to record it, or you would have had that content. But it was overall a really great trip. And here's what I want to encourage you with. I want you to think about next year. I'm working on getting Mike Foster to come next year. If he doesn't come, I'm going to get either Brian Sovey or Eric Kahn. And we're going to have a content like we do every year. We'll have some teaching, four sessions. But I want to encourage you to think about coming. Next year, my goal is 50 guys. I want 50 guys to come next year. And this, this thing really has capacity for up to 200 men that could come. And I, I want to get as many people as possible that come. And I think it really is helpful. Next year, we're going to have an option for fathers and sons as well. And so there'll be a father-son pay rate, you know, or, or kind of like a combo rate that you'll be able to come with your son. And it's going to be your discretion on when your son is able to come. And he'll have to be able to participate. Our boys have to be old enough to sit there and listen and participate in everything that we do. And that's going to be left up to you whether or not your son is old enough to do that. But I just want to encourage you to come next year. It's going to be uh, the second week in May, I believe. We'll get the dates. <clears throat> and registration open here sometime soon, but it was so great. Now, for those who are on TV or on Gab TV, this hat—it's a camo hat with the Shepherd's Crook patch. You can purchase this hat if you get give twenty dollars to the ministry, and I'll send you give me your address and twenty dollars to the ministry, and I'll send you a hat. I think we have ten or twelve hats left, but I think I'm going to keep doing this depending upon you know how well it goes. It's a way to you know raise a little bit of support for the cost that that we're that we're getting for the you know for the podcast and the website. And so if you want one of these hats, 
check it out. You can look at it on Instagram and find it if you're not if you're just listening in and not watching on Gab TV. You can check that out. Send me a check at three two five Ashwood Lane for twenty bucks, or just get on and you know send it via P- PayPal on the website, and I'll send it to you. Now, we're going through the Gospel of John, okay? And here's what we're doing. If you're new with us, thanks so much for joining. Love that you're listening in. Thanks for subscribing. Share this. Let people know about it. Uh, I hope you know. I hope like every single week. I hope this is this is helpful for you. Now, this has been primarily for pastors. And as we finish the Gospel of John here in about ten weeks, eight weeks, we're going to expand some of the content. We're going to do some theological training. We're going to do some stuff that's more geared toward men in general. Now, I'm going to have some pastoral content still. All the archives are going to be there. I'm thinking about closing the archive down and, and putting that as like a subscription thing or something like that, just a way to generate a little bit of money with, with you know to cover the cost. Like I just said, about fifty bucks a month. Um, but all that content will still be there, and then we're going to develop it out to, to, to more broadly for men in general. It'll be a podcast for men uh, with some theological training, and um, so that's going to be coming down the line. But right now, what we're doing is dispelling the notion that there's some some sort of conflict between the way Jesus lived his life and ministered and walked as the good shepherd, and then the qualifications to being an elder or a pastor in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1, because there is this false dichotomy that's begun to, 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 to rise up over the last year and a half as pastors has, have spoken boldly about COVID or about a myriad of topics. And, and some pastors have said that's mean and quarrelsome the way you're doing that. And so a lot of the Fight, Laugh, Feast guys, uh, you know, founders guys have had these accusations, you guys are being mean. Yeah, some of the things you're saying and the alarms that you're sounding, that's a good thing to say, that's a good alarm to sound, but the way you're doing it is mean. Uh, that's not Christ-like, and we're really concerned with your tone. And so what I wanted to, to highlight is, man, if you don't have in your toolbox, if you don't have that sort of tone every once in a while, and if you don't have some rough edges and some sharp words, then you're actually not shepherding like Jesus, because the Gospels portray Jesus saying very sharp things and very harsh things. And if we judge him by 2020 standards, 2021 standards, we would say, Jesus, you're mean. But what we have to recognize is that Jesus is 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1. Sorry for everyone who's been listening in for the repeat material here. But he is those qualifications personified. You have to know how to quarrel. You have to know how to get down and, and get in the fight without being quarrelsome. And Jesus shows us how to do that. Now, I just want to highlight a couple things from John 12 today. Things that aren't PC, things that go against the grain, and, you know, things that would be called mean today or not, you know, not in with modern ministry practices. Now, if you look at John chapter 12, verse 4, Judas Iscariot is hanging out with the disciples, and he gets very disturbed because the woman had been pouring out her expensive ointment on the feet of Jesus. And it was very expensive. It was a pound of this expensive ointment. And Judas has this, you know, rise up inside of him. And he's thinking, well, couldn't that have been sold? Couldn't there have been some good done? Why are we wasting it on the feet of Jesus? And the modern social justice warrior would say, don't waste that on my feet. Don't do that. Stop crying your tears. Stop giving that to me. I don't need my feet washed in perfume. But that's not what Jesus does. Judas was more so-called, you know, concerned for the poor than Jesus or anybody else. And it was a farce. It wasn't real. Here's what it says. Why would, here's what Judas says. Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. This is an interesting side note. 
wouldn't it have been more natural to put Matthew in charge of the tax or in, in charge of the money bag of the apostles, the disciples? You would think so, but Jesus often does things that's different. He doesn't put he does not put Matthew in charge of that. He put Judas, knowing what Judas would do. He put Judas in charge of the money bag. I wonder if that was difficult for Matthew. I don't know. He also sent the Jew of all Jews, Paul, to the Gentiles. I love that. Uh, if you went by Paul's Enneagram score, you wouldn't have sent him to the Jews. But Jesus did. I love it. Jesus clarifies, verse 7, Leave her alone that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. Alleviation of poverty is not the highest goal for Jesus. Obviously, we need to give to the poor. He tells us that in other places. But when we take isolated statements from Jesus and not the whole, we get a, um, not a malnourished Jesus, but we get a minimized Jesus. And it's, that's not what we want. That's never what we want. We never, never want to emphasize or overemphasize or underemphasize or miss. We, give us the whole thing, man. Give us all of Jesus. And here Jesus is saying that there are some priorities that are greater than, greater, and apparently here, the greater one is this repentant heart that wants to show love and affection to Jesus. That is more important than alleviating the sufferings of the poor through selling this ointment and giving it to the poor. I love that. The highest goal is not the alleviation of immediate needs that are around us. That's just never the highest goal. It is a goal, but it's never the highest goal. The worship of Jesus is always a higher goal. We go down, we keep seeing things in this chapter, and then Jesus says something that's totally against, you know, modern philosophy of self-love, self-care, self-forgiveness, self-everything. The self can do everything that, you know, that, that the Bible tells us God can only do. And we've replaced God with the self today. We look at John 12, <clears throat> starting in verse 23. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now, is there any other passage in all the world that flies in the face of modern culture except this? Maybe deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. But Jesus just said, if you love your life, you're going to lose it. There is a proper way to enjoy and love the gifts that God has given you and the life that God has given you to make, I mean, to make sure, I mean, to be sure. But if you love your life, isn't that the mantra of everything and everyone today, everywhere you go on Instagram? Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Put yourself first. Make everybody else sacrifice for you. My life for yours. Excuse me, your life for mine where you make everyone else lay down their life for you, roll out the carpet for me wherever I go. And then here Jesus says, if you live like that, if you love your life like that, you're going to lose it. You're not going to find it. The path to real life is not through putting yourself first and loving yourself first. That is insanity. And Jesus would get thrown out of Instagram. He'd get kicked off, kicked off YouTube. He would get, get get put out of Facebook. He'd be lectured by other Christians about, well, you got to love yourself. Obviously, Jesus, you know, don't you know that you got to love others as you love yourself when the love yourself is all in like upper caps, you know, with massive font size. Whoever loses, loves his life, loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. I don't know all that means, but here's what I do know. That if you love yourself and put yourself first, you are not hating your life in the way you should. There's a proper way to hate your life. That's what Jesus says. And we need more people here that start hating our life in this world. Who long 
long for the world to come, who long for the world to be remade, for long, who long for the glory of God to cover, and the glory and the knowledge of God to cover the waters, cover the earth as the seas, cover, cover the earth uh, completely as the waters cover the seas, whatever that word is, whatever the, the passage is. But we long for that, for the glory of God to be spread throughout everywhere, throughout this whole globe. We long for that, so we want to hate our life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Here's the truth, guys. Here's what we got to tell to our people. Here's the way the good shepherd operated. He told people, if you want to serve Christ, you must follow him. Don't follow yourself. Don't live out your dreams. Submit yourself to the Lord. Honor him and follow him all the days of your life. Don't put your, your pursuits right front and center and then run after them full speed. You have to have ambition, but be ambitious for following Christ. If you want to be a slave of Christ, you have to be where he is. Follow Christ. So all these things, again, shatter the notion. Just chapter by chapter, we shatter the notion that Jesus was uh, never quarrelsome, that he was well thought, well thought of by outsiders, and that includes sometimes those outsiders picking up stones to stone you. You guys get the point. We'll be in John chapter 13 next week. Hope you guys have a great week. Please subscribe, share, leave a rating and review on iTunes if you would or wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're listening. And if you want a hat, reach out to me, give me 20 bucks, and I'll send you one. Have a great week.